0: Here we go. Yeah. The Earth Fox Podcast. Welcome to the Earth Fox Podcast. With 404, uh,
1: Missing Link.
0: Yeah, he's a great man, brother.
1: Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And visit us at Vox404.com. Enjoy the show.
0: So, how do you get along with your neighbors? Are they in sight? Uh,
1: my neighbors, dude. Uh, on one side, our neighbors are fine, great. On the other side, terrible. Get on terribly. That sounds like my neighbors. What? Yeah.
0: How come? How well? How close are your? How close are your
1: neighbors to you? Okay, so I'm fairly lucky. In the UK, we're kind of set back from the road, which is unusual unusual any people listening from the uk will know that's unusual um so our neighbors aren't that close but still we have one neighbor that seems um that we're still too close uh that could (laughs) not be further away so
0: (laughs) well i understand that when uh when we bought our house there was a a lot of weighing pros and cons and a lot of discussion do we want to live in town you know near everything all the shops and the schools etc or do we want to live out of town have a little bit of uh have a little bit of land plant a garden and we elected to stay in town for the convenience and so we're about about uh, ten, ten to fifteen meters from the edge of the house to the edge of our neighbor's house, and everything has been great. Both both neighbors agreeable. They don't complain. I I kind of did this thing, which I feel a little bit guilty about. When we first moved in, I took sort of this cold stance towards our neighbors not rude just not uh openly friendly as if to kind of suggest like hey hello i'm a decent person i would appreciate it if you didn't if if you wouldn't bother me with things because there's so i mean i, I sound like such an ass but you know how it is when it's, it's almost like the stray cat thing that I talked about on the last episode. You feed the strays, they won't go away. If you're too friendly, too smiley, too generous, then you get that neighbor that is feels like they have carte blanche and they just uh, come over and knock on the door anytime. Hey, how you doing? Can I borrow this? Do you want to do this? Hey, we're doing these other things. And I don't think I'm unique in my desire to just generally be left alone. I'm not uh, having—I'm no. not having parties all the time. I'm not having band practice all the time. I'm not playing loud music. I try to be respectful, and all was well in the world, in my
1: neighborhood, I should say,
0: <laughs> until. My nearest Aliens. neighbors. What, what's that?
1: Aliens attacked. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah that reminds me of uh, 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 at at World's End, the at at World's End movie for for some reason, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I was that was a twist I was not expecting in that Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, me too. Uh, but but to the point, or or staying on the point, these neighbors got a dog, a big dog, a Rottweiler. And these people do not know how to care for their animals. So this dog, when it's allowed outside, barks nonstop at everything. A car drives by, a cat walks by, a leaf falls from a tree and this dog barks and it's loud. It's so loud. Like you're you're completely like if if the windows are open, it's, you know, shaking the, you know, the curtains. And they don't seem to care.
1: They don't do anything.
0: They do nothing. And I mean, we can't even be out in our backyard if the dogs are out because they will bark at us nonstop. They will try to fight our dogs through the fence. I've had to get sheets of plywood and put them up against the fence just to create a a barrier so that. I mean, not only does it sort of deter the dogs from I mean, there's and there's there's more than one. There's a little dog, too, that barks constantly as well. So I just, I I wonder, because I'm, I'm a little bit self-conscious. I feel guilty after I do things like one, this one time, one of the owners came out and told their dog to stop barking. And I said, it's about time because I'm just fed up. I'm, Uh I'm, I'm fed up with it at this point. I've, 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 so I've done the plywood. Um, I've gotten, it's called a dazer. And it's supposed to emit this, you know, frequ- I mean, it's basically like an electric dog whistle. It actually works fairly well on the big dog. Uh, but I've, I've now resorted to buying air horns, and fortunately, I haven't had to use them yet. But my intent is, if you won't get up off your ass to tell your dog to shut up, I'm going to blast your house with this goddamn air horn until you do because i'm i'm fed up with with what it is for me what drives me crazy is mm. the complete uh uh because i understand the dog's bark my dog's bark and i'm constantly after them to stop barking yeah, you know get too. get the spray bottle okay no barking you stop you quit doing that because it's rude and annoying to the entire neighborhood the fact that these people seem to take no interest and even training their dog to not be a wild animal really just chaps my ass.
1: Yeah, and I don't it, get it. Like, do they not hear it? Like, it would anno- it annoys me when my dogs bark. Oh, like, that's why I make them stop, buddy. They definitely hear it. They definitely hear it. And here's
0: a hilarious anecdote. They had some work done and, and, and they're, they're not actually the owners of their house. They're renting. Recently, the owner of the property had some, uh, Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, what's the word? Arborists come by. to tree, Tree surgeons. Cool. Yeah. To, um, cut down one tree, prune up another and, and do this work. Well, he came by my place a couple of weeks ago, knocked on the door and said, hey, do you have the contact information for the owner of this property? And I'm, I mean, I assume that she didn't pay or something. But I said, uh, no, I don't actually know any of her contact information. Their they're home, you could ask them and he tells me, they don't want to talk to me because I was too noisy when I came over and trimmed their trees and ground down the stump, etc. And I was like, wow, they don't want to talk to you because you're too noisy? That is unbelievable because their dog barks nonstop all day long. That's crazy. So given that situation, I know, and and just to call attention to a stereotype that I'm I have no experience with the british are considered to be very uh agreeable and non-confrontational is that right
1: uh that was that's probably what people think about us so yeah i would i would probably say otherwise but yeah
0: well and that's why i ask how would you how would you personally and or How would the average uh, English citizen respond to my situation here?
1: Um, Okay, so there's like two kinds of people, two kinds of average people in the UK. And one of them is the person that's like so nice that they will just not do anything and they will just live in pain. (laughs) <laughs> uh, like, you know, forever pain of just like, well, this is my life now. And I'll I'll just, you know, if they want to have the dogs barking, then that's, you know, that's their right. And I will I will move somewhere else like Liverpool or <laughs> I'll move to Yorkshire. Sell the house. There's no dogs there. Yeah. Sell the <laughs> house. I'll just move for them. And then there's other people that will call the police every time their dog barks. To make sure that the police go around there. They'll register their dogs with the local kennel to make to, to make the vets go around there to make sure they're they're not like uh they'll like report them that they're not looking after their dogs to try and get their dogs taken away. They'll like scream over the fence at them saying that they'll take them to court. The, that's the two that's the two paradigms of English people. You get the really uh nice sort of accepting everything. And you get the people that like go the whole, you know, typical English route, which is like, do you have a license for that airbag that you're breathing from or something? Do you have a license <laughs> for that dog? Do you have a license for your fish? So that's yeah. I wouldn't say there's like a, a typical English way, but there's definitely two ways that most people do that. Um I think I think as 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 people, I think we'd be we'd be kind of the second version, especially with our neighbors on our right hand side, uh, you know, we, we've had to, uh, yeah, what do they do? The, what do they do to you? Well, basically, um, basically every, they keep complaining, they kept complaining to us about noise. Um, and in the UK, there is no limit on noise. And oh, we like nice. to play a little bit of music uh, once a week for an hour um and that's unacceptable to them and we said no we're not we can turn it down that's fine but we're not like stopping because it's you know we have four acres of land so like it's not like you live in a terraced house you live literally like 500 feet away from us (laughs) so no and they just kept harassing us and you know we got into shouting matches i've got into some fantastic shouting matches. It went three rounds, and then I finally KO'd them with some fantastic English language that I won't repeat here. Uh, Then finally, we had to get the police involved because they just wouldn't leave us alone. And then, so they well, haven't...
0: how was the uh, like? How did the conversation go? I mean, I don't expect you to go. Verbi- I mean, obviously, I wasn't. I was embarrassed after the fact. I actually went over and mowed, yeah. mowed their front yeah, yard yeah. as kind of a way to sort of apologize. Oh my god! Because Are you Canadian? Well, because oh god, I know right. And, and they didn't even, uh, and they didn't even say anything. Like they didn't even, because they're, they're elderly. Like the, one of them works and, and leaves every day at the same time. And I only know that because that's when the dogs start barking. Um, but they, like, it was, it was all friendly up until that point. But the, the one day where the guy actually came out and, and yelled at the dog, I was, I sprayed it with the (laughs) hose.
1: Oh, excellent. <laughs> because... Well, yeah, like, they're they're elderly as well, our neighbours, right? But we're not the only people that they piss off. They piss off everyone on the street. So the guy across from them, they keep reporting him to the council for no reason. Some people were renovating their house down the street, and they reported on them for noise from just, like, the machines that were making the house. And they reported them for the council for, like, planning permission, like, infringements. Like, like they're the people they're the like a super annoying old english people that believe that nothing should ever change everything should be like are based around them like you're super super old school conservative english pensioner that just like is so grumpy and so we we're just we're just in their warpath and finally they've given up with us it's
0: and i i have to say it's it's for uh, for us lately, over the past couple of weeks, it has been uh, much better. Uh, I but I think partly that's because um, well I that's a good I'm, I, that's a good segue into the next topic. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna hold it over because I want to know sure. what the uh, what was the first confrontation like? When did it turn sour?
1: Well, we were um, hanging out down. We have a cabin in our garden. Nice. Like way down. Way down. It's super nice. We have some uh, some small speakers there, and we were just playing some music and hanging out. And then we just started hearing this screaming. I mean, like screaming. And the old lady that, you know, the wife or whatever, she was over there just screaming at us to turn it down. Like literally screaming at the top of her lungs. Wow. We just We just couldn't work it out. And that's when it started. And they would and then and then the husband would do that, Because like we didn't have like a like a like a six foot fence, so everyone's garden can see into into each other, uh, uh-huh. which is you know which is quite common with like large gardens, like our garden is huge um and it's quite common in like even in American Canada, for that to be the case, like and, put a six uh, foot fence around that whole thing would be so expensive just for the uh
0: for the unfamiliar yanks. A garden yeah. is how the English refer to their backyard. That, oh yeah, sorry. No, it's, you're good.
1: You're good. Yeah, our our backyard. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs>
0: so they're they're coming over and yelling at you to turn down the music in in yes. in fantastic fashion, screaming at the top of their
1: lungs. Yeah, and, yeah. And your not response like,
0: like- is, "Geez, okay, we'll turn it down."
1: Yeah, yeah. The first time we turned it down, and then the second or third time they screamed at us, we were like, "Nah, fuck you. We're not just gonna sit back and just be screamed at." Uh, so then we started shouting back at them, and he he would have been so pissed off because I looked like a total dickhead. I was wearing a cowboy hat, I was wearing <laughs> like boots and like some shorts. I looked like an asshole. <laughs> and I was just like, just cussing this dude out because he was just pissing me off so much. Um, so that happened. Yeah, it's been going on. Like, uh, it got worse over COVID, of course. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I don't know because you were just, all were just...
0: you were all home. You were, everyone was was home the whole time, or or at least that's
1: it, right? But it's majority. just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like most most people in the UK live on top of each other, right? Um, but we. You know, as I said, we're super lucky. We don't live like on top of our neighbors, right? I can see my neighbor's house or my window here, but they're over there. They're like, they are like 400 feet away from my house. And then the cabin is another, at least 120 meters, which is like another, you know, two, 300 feet, you know, over, uh, past that so they're they're like 600 feet or something at least from from the cabin which was making which which the music was playing at so it's it's not like we're in a flat or an apartment and blasting music from our boombox. they are quite literally like two or three acres away from us uh so yeah and like they called the council on us and then the council came around and they were like no there's nothing wrong and then they kept shouting at us so we finally called the police and said look you need to like tell them to just stop because it's just like harassing us um because we we tried to talk to them they just wouldn't have it like they never came around our house or said hey look you know can we, you know they're nothing they went straight to the screaming um and previous to this we never really spoke to them never because they're so far away right you know, and they're behind like a gated wall and everything. Like they they never come out. Yeah. We never see their family come over. They're like hermit people, and they're living in what can only be described as like a seven bedroom brick mansion. This place is huge, wow. and there's just two of them. And you just got yeah. I don't know what's going on. They're super old. They probably got dementia, and uh, you know, if they want to spend their last days, you know, complaining at the rest of the street. For just random shit i mean honestly
0: well it sounds to me that's not the way i do it. it it sounds to me like they're in need of a little excitement
1: yeah. it
0: sounds like they don't have enough going on in their lives right and they so they they occupy themselves with this saga of the noisy neighbors yeah and I've, I mean, I've come across people like that all the time. It's interesting in, in, uh, in my area, we're, we're very rural, but we live in the small town that is, you know, kind of the hub for the rest of the outlying rural area. And, uh, a lot of addresses operate off of one sort of, uh, like access road to the property, the driveway is, is one, it's, it's one address for the entire driveway. And then people's individual lots are designated by letters. So it's, you know, 123A, 123B and, uh, but they're all houses. So it's, it's kind of like you would maybe a better way to explain it, It is, it's as if an apartment building were broken up and scattered across 50 acres or or something like that and it never right. fails you talk to a person that lives in a situation like that there's always at least one resident in that area that won't help take care of the driveway or won't keep its won't won't keep their dogs inside the fence and but mo- but most of the time the person complaining is the elderly person that doesn't have enough going on in their life that either has the desire or at least the spare time to concern themselves with what everyone else is doing around the neighborhood. And that sounds like what you've got.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, you know, just, yeah, like I said, like down, like I'm not talking, like it wasn't their neighbor. Like they are six houses down from these people and they were constantly like, reporting them for, like, noise or something. And it's only noise that you would hear if you came outside. Like, you wouldn't hear it if you were indoors. So they would go outside, go, wow, I can hear a noise. And then they would complain. It's outrageous. We live right next to a small airport. (laughs) So when they make noise complaints, we're just like, do you realize where you live? You know, we we (laughs) live right next to the aerodrome. Like, it's one of the only ones in the country. You could move anywhere else that doesn't have a small airport that has, you know, 1940 spitfires that have 42 liter engines coming over. That sounds like the earth is shaking. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, I was at a, I was at a, like a tea party for, um, the queen's birthday one time as everyone does in the UK. Everyone celebrates the queen's birthday when the queen was alive anyways. And, uh, you know, I was talking to this old guy and, uh, you know, he, he asked me how long I'd been in, in the village and he asked me in a way that kind of was condescending in like, a, almost like I've been here longer than you. And I said, oh, I've been here like 15 years. And he was like, oh. And then he said he'd been there like five. So he'd been there like <laughs> less time than I'd been there. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, what do you think to the airport? And I was like, yeah, I love it. I think it's great. You know, there's not much of this in the country. And I quite like the sound. And, and he goes, you don't find it too loud. I was thinking, dude, you've been here five years. You know, there's an airport there when you move here. Yeah. So why do you move here and then complain about it? It's just outrageous. I don't get it. I don't get it. it it's like
0: people it. that live in, I mean, so my line of work, you know, I'm a delivery driver. Of course. And I I drive down a lot of dirt roads. And people live in these houses right on this dirt road and the, and you know what they complain about the dust the dust mm. oh, you gotta slow down, you know call in and complain. Your driver is driving too fast and making all of this dust, and of course, they have no recourse. We are not reprimanded yeah and and but the answer is the same like was this was this road dirt when you moved into the house? Oh, it was? Well, then guess what? It's going to be a little dusty when cars and delivery trucks drive by. Yeah. When I'm after having this conversation, now I kind of feel like I'm the, the or, or I, I feel like I'm coming off like the guy that doesn't have enough going on in his life and is concerning himself with the neighbors because I was it's but it's it's really not about the barking dogs. It's about the lack of consideration. I mean, maybe I'm hyper considerate.
1: Yeah, you sound like the Joker from The Dark Knight. It's about sending a message.
0: Mm, yeah. That's well, what, it. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> but like. but <laughs> it is though. It's it's about and well, and God, and I'm I'm kind of sick and depraved sometimes uh, <laughs> with things. I mean, because obviously, like, I was spraying their dog with the hose, and then I felt bad because now even. Like he comes out and gets after the dog after I've been spraying with spraying it with the hose and, and yelling at it because I'm just trying to enjoy my backyard on my, on my weekend. And I can't because this dog is barking at me as loud as it, I mean, like just full on loud bark echoing off the surrounding buildings. And then I spray it with the hose and the dog's all wet. So what are they going to bring this wet dog into their house? And now kind of, oh, well, I, I get what I deserve because now the dog has to stay outside. Was it a little bit of an instant karma moment? And then I go get this electronic dog whistle to try to to try to make it stop barking. And then I go buy air horns to, to further make my case to just, but just, have a little bit of consideration, like be a decent neighbor for crying out loud. I mean, you hear your dog barking Mm. because I know there was one time when you actually got up and came out and told your dog to stop barking. So I know that you hear your dog barking, but it's been a lot better.
1: It's a bit bit different. It's a, it's a bit different. Like uh, if the dog is like being through the fence and like just constantly irritating you, like the people, the guys next to us, like do stuff. They go out of their way to involve themselves in things that aren't even affecting them. They're not even their nearest neighbor. So the thing you're doing is like it, it, genu- it directly affects you. Whereas like our neighbors, they do shit that doesn't even affect them.
0: And ordinarily, I wouldn't be involved in anything that they have going on. I mean, they don't, they don't care for their yard. They their weeds are three feet high and in. And- in their in their garden and uh you know like i said i i went over to mow their front yard because it was uh, well one i was feeling guilty and two it it was you know two foot high dandelions that were about to blast their seeds all over the neighborhood to make more dandelions so i thought oh Mm. you know i'll show some goodwill i'll go over and and Th- they didn't say anything, they didn't thank me, they didn't whatever I mean that's not why I did it. I didn't do it to get a thank you, and I was thinking about it later, like they probably didn't even notice <laughs> because yeah they, they those are didn't. the kind of You're people right. they are. I wish i could i mean i would be I'd really be violating their privacy, but I wish I could take pictures we could we could take pictures and and post them on the <laughs> on the website attached to this. Uh, yeah. episode so that everyone can kind of, I mean, if you saw the pictures, so they, they have, they built a smaller fence within their backyard okay, to keep their dogs. Almost like we don't want to go around and patch all of the holes in the fence around the property. So we're just going to build a new smaller fence right next to the house and it is full of garbage it's full of household items that they just threw out there there's no cover so it's just out in the rain slowly deteriorating into the ground
1: and since the I'm dogs surprised uh i'm surprised the landlord doesn't like just get rid of them But like, yeah, they sound like nightmare tenants
0: there oh yeah and i can't imagine <laughs> i can't imagine what it smells like inside that house yeah Um, but it's, it's one of those things. Like you see the garbage, you see the, uh, sort of lack of care in everything in like every aspect of their life. Like he weighs probably 350 pounds and she's probably pushing 300 herself. Okay. So they're plus sized. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and okay. I mean, completely disinterested in anything. I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that she works because I don't know. That's just the kind of people that
1: they. Yeah,
0: that that's that's how they strike
1: me. Yeah, you know what you should do. Uh, you should get like a business card for a dog trainer. And you should put it in their mailbox. And then you should put from and then put the address of like six doors down.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Or or actually, <laughs> there's another neighbor two doors down that has a German shepherd that, oh, yeah. that used to used to bark really loud anytime anyone would go outside. But they had one of those, uh, like they had like the invisible fence. Where uh, are are you familiar? Do they have that in in Britain? Invisible fence. So what do they you mean invisible fence. Basically, they put a shot collar on the dog and uh, bury like a proximity wire in their oh, in their front yard, or or you know, like a I,
1: geofence thing.
0: And if the dog, uh, if the dog approaches, it starts to beep to let the dog know if you go any further, you're about to get shocked. And this, you know, then the dog learns that it has to stay inside. So that dog was out in the front. And anytime my immediate neighbor came out in his front yard with or without his front dogs or with or without his dogs, you would hear that German Shepherd start barking. And German Shepherds have such a loud bark. It's it's great. Yeah, cra- I yeah. mean it's it's like yeah, it's it's piercing. And uh I I heard him. I heard my my immediate neighbor Bill is his name. I heard him yelling at the dogs on several occasions and I think he and his neighbor finally came to some kind of agreement to, you know, like train your dog not to bark or something common sense. <coughs> But it's been, it's been much better. It's been much better recently, I think, because honestly, uh, uh, on one hand, the, uh, the electronic dog whistle that I bought for $30, which, I mean, I've used a couple of times on my own dogs as well. I think it actually worked. I think it's actually working. And I think also, and, well, and this is one thing that it, both my wife and I have been ex- exasperated about why aren't these dogs used to us? Like, we live here. We're going in and out all the time. Uh, we're yeah. in the backyard. Yeah. Like, why Why aren't they... Why are they barking at us like we're new people every time they see us? And so that probably has something
1: to do with it. Does Does the dog ever get walked? Like, do did, did they ever take him out? Or oh, what? hell
0: no. Hell no. This, I mean, and, and that's oh. another thing. And the dog's kind of cute also, which, which, you know, gives me a little bit of sympathy because I am an animal lover. I do have sympathy for animals. I, I I donate to animal charities primarily because you know it's like dogs don't get a, to pick a tax write off. Well, it is a tax write off, but it's it's also <laughs> that dogs don't get to choose who their owners are. Dogs don't get to grow up and move away. Yeah. It's, no, that is a good
1: point. That is a good point. Yeah.
0: So, uh I am I am grateful that it's gotten a little better over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but one of the contributing factors has been that the uh, forest fires in the area have been out of control and we've just been choked with wildfire smoke um, coming I, in, at least in part, not exclusively, but at least in part from Canada Oh yeah from BC. And uh and I I was wondering and I actually meant to ask on the episode of your Triumphant Return. Yeah. If it was like it, if it was smoky at all when
1: you were traveling through Canada on your holiday. Okay, so it was only a little bit smoky on one uh day. And that's and that's really because the wind wasn't really blowing towards Vancouver Island. Um, on my travel to Vancouver Island, uh, in the plane, I could see the forest fires uh, from, from above, which actually looked really crazy, like, uh, near Kelowna, like in that sort of, uh, interior of BC, it was like all flame. It was like flame on, man. There was smoke everywhere. Um, and so that's probably, uh, what you'd be, like yeah, so like Cologne, you can see there Cologne is like uh he's got that sort of a uh, river or lake in the middle, but on the sides it, on the sides, the mountains were were on fire, and stuff like that it was uh it was very smoky, very smoky that sort of area um does does Britain get yeah. wildfires uh last year, we had a couple of grass fires, which people were filming from the side of the road and That looked terrifying to me uh, because they don't understand. (laughs) They don't understand what fires are like. Um, But no, we don't get any forest fires. Well, to be fair, we don't have many forests left to burn. So
0: (laughs) are there. uh, I mean, it's also it's a pretty. uh,
1: It's not very arid in no, in the, not, the not, climate not really, Britain,
0: no. right it's yeah it's pretty uh... no
1: but it is quite arid in in uh, some of the interior of the bc near sort of the okanagan and all that it, it actually does get very very dry in there because it's it's between two sets of mountains so you don't get uh, very much of the sort of colder um more humid ocean air uh, coming through there so you just get pure sun and that's why there's so many forest fires in there that end up probably blowing your way into uh Washington state.
0: Yeah, lovely. It's uh it's been so bad. Well, it's it's interesting that it's been a thing over the last oh, I don't know, 5 or 6 years that the forest fires are so prevalent that it becomes impossible to go outside like i've had yeah. to put i've had to put a mask on
1: to That's crazy. to
0: work outdoors without getting i mean because you know you get a headache you get nauseous and it's it's miserable and i i feel really sorry for uh the animals that you know yeah. like like the cattle that have to be uh you know they're 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 fenced in they can't migrate they just have to sit in their pasture and breathe smoky air all day long. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be fine, but it's interesting that the, uh, the powers that be, the ruling class has such a hard on for climate change and, and preserving the environment. And, oh, we have to worry about carbon and, there was a there was a headline. I've, I have the article saved somewhere, and we can include it in the show notes. The California had managed to reduce their carbon emissions substantially to their credit up until they had the the really bad California wildfires a couple of years ago, and that completely eradicated the gains that they had made on reducing carbon emissions and put them in the hole because they didn't manage their forests. And then, well, I don't know. Do you believe the line on on climate change and, and that it is contributing to these wildfires? Because I do not.
1: Uh, I, I, it's difficult because it's not like forest. It's not like the. It's not like fires didn't exist before humans were around. You know, the the way the tree seeds end up germinating is from the heat of the fire. So when the fire happens, the seeds open up and then that grows new trees. So on what on one hand, no, but on the second hand, if there's any forest fires that are obviously set off by by humans where they wouldn't have been set off otherwise then that's obviously just an L because you know that that would be trees uh that we could do with uh that didn't have to burn uh to what extent i don't know to what extent do i believe that climate change is specifically targeting that sort of thing i'm i'm uh i don't know it's hard it's hard i to be fair climate change is a very very difficult science and i do not know
0: well, we know that wood burns at but between 160 and 260 degrees Celsius, 320 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, I can't wild. remember any days in the last few weeks, at least, where the temperature has gotten up to 320 degrees. So we can eliminate the idea that the temperature of the world is causing these wildfires. Of course, common sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I think what ends up (coughs) causing them is like, what they're saying is, is that climate change is drying out a lot of the forest, which makes them more susceptible to things that set them off. And quite often what sets them off is lightning, you know, lightning from storms in the summer you know, sets them off.
0: And people and then they throwing their down. cigarettes out the
1: window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as, um, you know, fires that uh, stay burning underneath the ground during winter. And then in the summer, when it heats up again, they burn through the the sort of like frost layer and then back up into the surface again and burn the surface. So that's, that's another thing that happens as well. So there, there are lots of factors that affect forest fires that aren't just human climate- thing, but you know, I'm not a climate scientist, I don't know what the Nor fuck's I. going on Uh, you know, it's hard for me to have really an opinion on it, especially since you know, some of the worst offenders aren't even countries that I've live in or, or come from or have any control over so, for me to go wow, we should fucking do something well, you know uh, Mr. Xi Jinping is going to stand there and go, well if I reduce the amount of carbon I'm doing, I'm going to get overthrown by like the 1 billion fucking iPhone makers (laughs) in my country. So that's not really going to fly. Well, and also from, from that Chinese
0: perspective, like you say, if they, if they reduce carbon, it's going to have an economic impact, a negative economic impact. And then a, a, the following, Social impact. Yeah. But what strikes me is the prevalence of wildfires just in the last, oh, six years, let's say. Yeah. And as you pointed out, wildfires are a thing that have existed in nature perpetually.
1: Yeah. The the, The fact that we fight forest fires is something entirely human if you think about it yeah because
0: you know the the wildlife just migrates they go oh we're we'll find a different pasture to graze we'll find a different cave to live in until until the smoke goes away there is
1: no uh yeah exactly there is no like helicopter with a bucket there is no 747 that picks up water from a lake and dumps it on the Forest. there is no hose no There's you no but you know what it's the shot team
0: the elephants the elephants come into the river and they suck up the water with their <laughs> trunks and then they blast it into the flames
1: <laughs> and then and then all all the things that were living in the river die so you don't have any fire but you you don't have any food either well so. the elephants just need to
0: be educated about the ecological impact of their firefighting efforts that's all. We just need to spread That's awareness. True.
1: Yeah, we should cancel uh we should cancel elephants. No, it's their great. it's their
0: great privilege. They just can't It can't get
1: over They're their great their great <laughs> privilege. I like that. Oh
0: boy, we are cruising now. It's on. Forty minutes in, and now we have the jokes.
1: <laughs> yeah. It only took us forty minutes to start joking about four stars, right? Right.
0: Yeah. As as you do i mean it well it, what happened in maui was a tragedy but i don't i i i don't know it's it's hard for me to exclusively uh call it a conspiracy theory but just in terms of the broader forest fire picture yeah Leadership stopped managing the forests. They let the, the underbrush accumulate. And on, on one hand, okay, that, that, saves, that saves you money. You can make cuts to the forestry department and use that tax money elsewhere. You know, let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's not be negative and cynical and say they cut this budget so that they could launder it back to themselves in some fashion, which is probably what happened. But who knows? Now, all of these forest fires pop up, and the what everyone can point to is oh climate change it's climate change now that that is causing all of these forest fires. You have to reduce your carbon footprint, you have to reduce your carbon emissions because of these forest fires it's an easily it, it's an easily manipulatable situation, yeah, to push your your climate change narrative out to the population. And what's crazy is, you know, y- you brought up China and their their carbon emissions. They're, you know, one of the worst, if not the worst polluter in the world. They're the worst, the worst. And then I think it's like India comes in second place and America is like down the list. They're... No,
1: no, you guys, you guys are like second or third man, for carbon. Anyways. Wait, what? All right, we got to look it
0: up. I don't want to speculate. Not because I don't believe you, but just because we should be accurate. And also, I a little bit don't believe you. All right, now it's been confirmed. And you are correct. China is, but China is number one by a pretty massive margin. Oh, yeah, by a long, long, long way. Almost, almost double. Almost double, double. (laughs) almost double the number two polluter, which is the United States. Yeah. And almost five times as much as India. Yeah.
1: Which uh, is but, outrageous, right? Because you you think of India, <clears throat> India is like, you know, in, India is like polluted as fuck. So.
0: Well, it's, it's, it's interesting in, in this table... The EU is counted, so so it's, on this table, it's China number one, United States number two, then the 27 EU countries all combined into one. And then yeah. in, India comes in number four,
1: followed yeah, up by barely,
0: yeah. Russia and Japan. Mm-hmm. But I almost, I feel like that may be a little bit unfair to combine all of though all of the countries in the EU together to put the EU as the number 3 polluter because uh, yeah. there's i mean you know Germany has the in in this other table that we pulled up Germany comes in at number 6 and is the only EU country
1: in the top ten, yeah, but that—I—I I, I, I definitely get it. I definitely get it because, you know, if if they're going to sit there and go, "We all need to fucking you know cut back," right? Then, they should fucking group it all together. They should go look if you're if everyone's going to fucking do this, then everyone has to do it. You can't just have, you know, because if Germany's making a shitload of money and they're putting out a bunch of carbon, so then okay. Uh uh you're just gonna cut Germany's economic output and then you know, Poland that's like not putting out that much can this could just rank it up. Uh uh no. Yeah, if, I if, mean if you're yeah you're right, Germany is contributing a
0: lot more to the EU. So it it I mean I do I do like the point that you've made. And it's not I mean, the United States is all grouped together. And there are yeah. definitely, I mean, California, probably a bad example, but I mean, hey, let's say Texas, like, let's take the conservative state where all of yeah. the oil is made, you know, or or at least refined, a ma- the majority of it anyway.
1: Yeah, for sure. Texas you, does a lot go, of polluting. Yeah. You're not going to get anywhere by just like if everyone in America went, well, Texas is the only state that really puts out all the carbon. So let's just all just dogpile on Texas. Is Texas going to go, oh, sorry, guys, let me just turn that down for you. Fuck no. They're going to turn around and go, fuck you. I'm just going to keep pumping up more. So, you know, if 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 you're trying to collectivize the whole world to do something, it's a lot easier just to group everyone together and say, look, we're going to do this all together. It just it seems way easier than trying to like, I don't know, hold someone to ransom. To do it Yeah
0: I mean that never works It never works to try to force Anybody to do anything because There's There's an element Of human psychology that says Well I was thinking about not doing all of that Polluting and then you said That you have to stop doing all of that Polluting and now I'm gonna Keep polluting because fuck you I'm not gonna do what you tell me (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah of course right I mean that that's the reason I, I assume that China is like not doing anything is because you know we're constantly uh, for very good reasons but you know our relationship with China has soured so ridiculously over the last sort of 10 years I can't see them doing anything about you know climate well, change they've kind
0: all. of become I mean that's interesting because it's been the same in America China has become very adversarial with yeah. with the united states and it, it, yeah. a, a lot of people i mean in in the conspiracy community a lot of people think that it was china that attacked uh maui hawaii you know uh, lahaina this the city that that burned to the ground i mean if you look at the pictures there it, it it's it's odd i mean i i Saw a picture last night where it, it seems that the fire just stopped around this park. None of the trees are burned. None of the grass is burned. Uh, the, and the first thing, of course, that popped into my mind is the possible explanation for that is, well, maybe that's where the firefighters were set up. If they If they rolled all of the water trucks in and were trying to fight the fire from the park, it stands to reason that they'd be successful in at least keeping the fire from spreading into the park where they all were. I mean, it's kind of uh, a no no
1: brainer. They could have done a, uh, they could have done like a control burn by the park. They could have chopped down the, like a line of trees near the park. Uh, The wind might've been blowing the other way, Like there's all these like, you know, factors, you know, even when I was flying over Kelowna, like you'd see like one side of a mountain, which was like burning like crazy. And you'd see like, Right next to the fire would be just like perfect, pristine forest that hadn't been touched because the fire, the wind was blowing the other way.
0: Well, yeah, and then and that's it exactly. If if the wind, I mean, the wind is going to blow the fire wherever yeah. it wherever it wishes, and you know the heat is going to be pushed by the wind towards you know the combustible materials, but. There's this story uh, from, I guess it looks like February, the story from the New York Post. Experts say green laser beams spotted off Hawaii came from a Chinese satellite. Wow, that looks so weird. Experts believe that a Chinese satellite fired down green laser beams that were spotted over Hawaii last month. And again, this... Articles from February 11, 23 Amid growing tensions between the U S. and China, after several foreign objects, including a Chinese spy balloon, have breached U S. airspace. And yeah, there is there is a picture. We'll uh, we'll include it in the show notes. I I believe there's video too. Oh yeah, here we go. Here's some video. There's probably it's probably not much to see. Uh, have
1: Have they really done a video of? Oh no! Oh oh wow! Yeah, you can see them. It's uh, scanning. That is so weird. Why would they use visible light? That's so weird for them to use visible light to scan something.
0: Well, you know, it's it's sort of the same question that goes along with why, why send that ancient spy balloon technology to fly yeah. over the country. As if not only yeah. to whatever, to gather what information they were able to gather with it, but also to say... We're the, really the ones in charge. Look at your feckless leadership. They let us scan your outlying islands with our weird green lasers. They let us fly spy balloons over your country to surveil all of your nuclear launch sites. And your leadership does nothing about it Yeah. until they, well, they, then they'll fly F 18s over the great Lake, great lakes to take down, you know, weather balloons. And, you know, Boy Scout projects as if to say, oh, no, see, look, we, we really are doing something about it. And it was actually through this whole ordeal that, that I, I came to the conclusion that I think one of the highest ranking military officials in the United States is probably compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. But not necessarily the Chinese Communist Party because this is another thing that I've been thinking about over the past couple of weeks is that it's probably more likely that it's not actually a foreign government involved in in these campaigns to manipulate and blackmail public officials in a variety of countries. Mm. It's probably more likely a shadow government a a league of super villains that uses people like jeffrey epstein to gain leverage over these top leaders to force them to enact policies that will you know benefit their agenda but this this yeah. this top general mark milley he was donald trump's chief of staff he was caught telling china that he would warn them if donald trump decided that he was that he wanted to launch an attack against china and this was right after the the 2020 election and nothing happened and then we find out later that that the chinese military has been flying spy balloons over the country for and this was this was the story i think this was the story was partly rolled out to cover for biden but also to make Trump look bad, that the the Chinese government, the CCP had been flying these spy balloons over the country for years and it was never a problem. As soon as I heard that, I immediately thought, that's because these military officials are compromised by China and they're not only allowing this to happen, but they're also keeping it a secret from people like the president who would actually do something about it.
1: Yeah, I'm honestly surprised, like, in typical American spirit, all of you in America didn't just, like, grab your AR-15s and just started shooting up in the sky at it or something like that. Like, collectively, (laughs) every American would grab the nearest weapon they had and just started shooting at it. Oh, I bet they did. I bet people were doing that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of, uh, of the movie Independence Day. Where you uh, can, yeah, yeah, you can hear in one of the news broadcasts in the movie they say uh, officials are asking people to please not fire their weapons at the alien <laughs> spacecraft as it's parked over New York. It's like, yep, yep.
1: How very American. That's that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, in the same uh, in the same vein, I'm I'm sort of expecting like in some weird, like typically Chinese shitty way for that green light to just be like some trapped Chinese person inside the satellite with a with a like a green, uh, yeah, el- like green yeah. uh, laser pen just sh- like shining it down on the ground just so that you can just so Americans get scared about there being some crazy satellite and it really is just some like little iPhone worker up there with a pen shining down oh I hear your airport oh there it is welcome to oh what is what is that It's a very small plane with a very large engine. There you go. I'll mute myself. One second.
0: Oh, no, it's good. It was, I mean, it's, it's perfect to, uh, (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's a, it's an excellent showcase for the listeners. Like, there it is. That's how close you live to that airport. Like there is no lies on this show. Like I genuinely, yeah, there you go. Like (laughs) you try and, you try and tell me there's a noise complaint around here. In real Um, time. No, that's excellent. There you go, man.
0: So naturally in in uh uh American podunk redneck AR15 owning fashion one story that's rolled out is that the uh Chinese Communist Party has used a directed energy weapon on the island of Maui and they attacked Lahaina and even though that gains them no real strategic advantage it's still what people are claiming is happening what i what i find to be more likely is that perhaps yes perhaps china did use a directed energy weapon on maui to start this fire in 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 high winds that were coming from this uh hurricane that was off the i, I believe it's sort of Southeast of of Hawaii because it was this, I if I'm not mistaken it was the same hurricane that was expected to hit California Hurricane Hillary is hilarious
1: I'm sure Hillary that Clinton is, I, yeah when I heard that I was like this is just brilliant Hurricane Hillary is causing so much damage to the environment <laughs> and and I That's bet classic. she was
0: feeling like a badass I bet she was she was like hell yeah her Hurricane Hillary gonna tear yeah. up the California coast. And, and I will be immortalized. And then by the time the hurricane actually got to the shores of California, it was downgraded to like a tropical storm, you know, category two or something like that. Very, very weak. That sucks. It just got, they just got dumped on with a bunch of rain and it turned out. She just wanted to be a strong,
1: independent hurricane, you know? That didn't need no that man. Didn't need, that's <laughs> right. That didn't need no man to tell her what great she was. <laughs> yeah, that's all she wanted. And nope, can't have
0: it. But the facts of the situation in, in Hawaii are... They're atrocious. They're disgusting. They're disappointing. Especially when you learn things like the water being shut off contributed while people were literally standing in their yards with their hoses, keeping the fire back. Uh, you know, the head of public utilities shuts the water off because he needs, and, the, and this is his claim that he needs to consult with the farmers to see if, if they would allow him to use this water to save people's homes
1: and businesses. Wait, what? I was expecting you to say, like, they turned the water off so that the fire department could use it. Let's read but a little for bit. For the farmers? This, this article
0: from uh, Fox News. It's not about Donald Trump, so I think it's probably a, at least semi-reliable. A Hawaiian company says that its efforts to divert water to fight a devastating wildfire last week were delayed for hours while a government agency led by a man who has pushed for quote water equity consulted with local farmers. The West Maui Land Company, which manages several agricultural and residential subdivisions along with water jurisdictions, says that it requested water the day of the catastrophic wildfire in Maui from the Commissioner on Water Resource Management, but was initially denied for several hours. The company alleges the reason for that delay was that the commission had to clear the move with local farmers. By the time the request was granted several hours later, the company says it was too late. So the first thing that I wanted to do after I heard this news was get on the phone, call Maui, uh, specifically the West Maui Land Company, to ask them, if this is true, which farmers were consulted? Who who did they have to talk to? And then, and then call them and said, hey, did this uh, Commission on Water Resource Management call you to ask permission to use water to fight these fires? Because it sounds completely unbelievable.
1: It does sound <laughs> unbelievable. Like, why would they not have a clause in there that would say that they're allowed to use as much water as they like in a state of emergency? Like, surely that's pretty commonplace for anywhere else the mayor or whoever runs maui you know the president of maui or whatever uh would just go state of emergency and then they get to use as much water as they like and then there's no legal recourse why does there have to be a fucking paper trail
0: well and what was the delay what, what who How? how is it that they couldn't get a hold of somebody for several hours did they not, did, I mean, were they not aware of the fires? Did they not, did they not pick up the phone? Did they have to leave a message? Did they send an email? Like, what, how How was there any delay? And then what did the farmers say? Uh, what, are you insane? Yes, take the water, put the fires out, save people's businesses.
1: Yeah, this is ridiculous. Like, who, who are the farmers going to sell their food to if there's nothing left? Exactly. Outrageous. It's very suspicious. Not only that. This is like fucking hell. This is mental, man.
0: Not only that. But there's an article here about Maui's... The headline is Maui's Emergency Services Chief resigns after facing criticism for not activating sirens during the fire. It reads, the head of the Maui Emergency Management Agency resigned abruptly Thursday a day after saying he had no regret about not using sirens to warn residents of wildfires that devastated the historic seaside community of Lahaina and killed at least 111 people. And the locals, by the way, are saying that that number is going to be up into the thousands because there's still, you know, 900 people that are missing. Oh, no. That decision from the agency directed by Administrator Herman Andaya coupled with water shortages that hampered firefighters and an escape route that became clogged with vehicles has brought intense criticism from many residents. That's the other part of this strange development in, in Maui. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. From NBC news headline, Maui residents say utility trucks blocked roads as they tried to flee and not just utility trucks, but also police vehicles we're we're blocking roads as well and this is sort of the narrative that's being spun by the hawaiian officials we couldn't use the the warning siren because that would have sent people straight into the fire oh but you couldn't block those roads here we have this story about all of the residents complaining that the roads were blocked but you couldn't block the roads that would lead the people straight to the fire and use the evacuation siren? That's what it's for.
1: Yeah. Why Why have a siren then? If anytime you're going to use it, you're worried about uh, causing a panic or and something.
0: They go, oh, well, it was the tsunami siren. And when the tsunami siren goes off, then the people are supposed to go up into the mountains. And that's where the fires were. So we just decided to let everybody burn in their homes. Great idea.
1: Great leadership. Yeah. How? How does anyone find out other than... Like, if if someone's out in their garden, they don't have the news on, don't have the radio on, no one messages them, no one calls them, how are they going to find out then?
0: And I mean, and and this was in the middle of the day. And they they had, and and the, the worst part, the worst part of the whole story is that they had closed the schools because they were expecting the hurricane. So these children were at home with no warning while the fire burned through their neighborhood. And, and now there's a media blackout and, and the officials are coming out and saying, uh, we can't, uh, we can't allow journalists to be spreading misinformation. So how are we not meant to think that this is some kind of conspiracy when you add up all of these facts about what happened? How are we meant? How are we supposed to believe that this was just an honest mistake? Oh, you just mistakenly turned the water off. I mean, why? I mean, that's action. Why would you take that action? Could you just not do anything?
1: You know what this is, right? This seems like a conspiracy because of the way they've reacted to this news. Because the guy's resigned, right? Okay. He has. Why has he resigned? He's resigned because he's done a shit job. Yes. But what he said in the press is he has He doesn't no want to be investigated. Would... Yeah, exactly. He has said that he doesn't regret what he did and that he did everything to the letter. Right. What he's basically saying is that he's saying that as, as a political figure so that there's no legal recourse against him for his actions that caused the deaths of many people so that he, so he can't be civ- civilly sued in court for damages. And he's resigned anyways. because To, to take they, the pressure off of himself. To take the pressure off of himself and from obviously the government. So they're saying that he fucked up, but in the press, they're covering their ass. And that's the conspiracy. The conspiracy isn't what happened. The conspiracy is the cover-up afterwards. Well, and, and he's quoted in this article
0: as saying, uh, well, the quote is, so to say that I'm not qualified, I think is incorrect, end quote. Yeah, because
1: if, if he says that he's unqualified, then people could sue the government. Mm-hmm. And they probably so will can- anyway. They'll try, but he'll say, Look, no, I'm very, I, I was very qualified. I was vetted for this job. If they go out and say, No, this guy didn't know what he was fucking doing, and yeah, we should have done the siren, but sorry, then thousands of people would immediately come up and just start suing them. And the government cannot have that. Well, so the, I think the conspiracy is this.
0: I think we have to have FOIA we have to have freedom of information acts requests. We need to see what the communications were between he and, you know, his, his subordinates. And then also his ordinance that, that are, are, that are above him. I want to see if there were emails. Uh, they were, they were prepared for a disaster because there was a hurricane coming. So when Power lines, and, and this is allegedly the, the cause of the, the fire, were, were down power lines. But they didn't shut the power off. They didn't shut the power off, which would have prevented the fire from getting as bad as it had. But they did shut the water off to prevent people from protecting their property. And they did close the roads to prevent people from fleeing. Yeah. So there's these things that don't add up that could just be in, incompetence. But what I feel is that there were probably people issuing orders behind the scenes yeah. that were causing hesitation, only hesitation, because that's all it took.
1: Yeah, because this commissioner so much, this sounds so much like um, a disaster that happens like in the Soviet Union, where there's no sense of accountability for any action. No one wants to make a decision because it might land them in the shit. And so nothing gets done.
0: Well, and that's why I point to to shutting the water off. Shutting the water off was an action. Blocking the roads was an action. If if you're too petrified
1: for the, for the farmers. Yeah.
0: If, if you're too petrified, but I mean, even like if you, if you go down that path, we're going to have to answer to the farmers. Well, how does that, how does that spin in the media? Oh, the farmers are mad because they thought this commissioner of, of water decided that we should put people's that we should save the lives of the people and not let their homes burn and their businesses. That's, I mean, there's no way that that would, that that would get coverage or, or hold any weight. What I think happened.
1: Go ahead. One of the reasons the Chernobyl disaster happened was because the night before they were going to do this uh, safety test, they had to keep the reactor at a certain level to make enough power because they were getting a lot of pressure the factories are getting a lot of pressure to make their quotas for the month. Right, right. So it's this knock-on effect. No one wants to be that guy to say, no, fuck you, we have to do this thing now. It's like, if they don't check with the farmers, it's okay. Someone would have had to be accountable to the farmers. Someone would have been, ha- had to be accountable to this. It's a, it's a, it's, this seems like such a Soviet-style reaction to an event where no one wants to take accountability. The guy that was running the thing has resigned. But not claimed accountability for any of his actions. Really, he said that he is qualified. He didn't sound the siren. He doesn't regret it. It's it's mental. That it, it, all of this. If I personally, there is no conspiracy in how the fire started. But for me, this conspiracy is the cover up on how they dealt with this fire. Why were the decisions that they made made? What was the paper trail? And wh- and who was being pressured to do what? Why did they leave the power on? Are there businesses in town that they have in their pocket that they don't want to piss off? Because someone would have been have had to be accountable to the businesses that uh, would have their power cut off. Well, oh, and wh- now I can have my the, business open.
0: <clears throat> one of the responses that that made me immediately think, oh, conspiracy, was that they claimed that they had to leave the power on because of the hospitals and and you know the, the medical equipment that had to run in the hospitals. Hospitals have backup generators.
1: Yeah, they do. They have diesel de- generators. So,
0: why are you rolling out that excuse as to why there were no or, or why the, the power was shut off? Oh, well, the hospitals and the, da-da-da-da. okay, but hospitals have backup generators. So, what's the real reason? It's just, it's, it's mind blowing. Nothing adds up. And that's why we need, we need to see these communications because, you know, it it was, was like you're saying, there's this protocol. Well, who's, who's responsible for the protocol? And, and, and when this was, when this was happening, when this was kicking off, what were the communications? Who said, who said, turn the water off? And, and then, and then who who didn't say turn the water back on? What are, what are you doing? Turn the water back on. Why are you doing this? Get Get your vehicles out of the road. Like, let's... Why was there no protocol for what to happen if there's a forest fire?
1: You know, why? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. They fucked up and they're sitting behind their legal liability. Oh, well, we did everything to the book. It so.
0: really is so... It, it's, it's so very Soviet. It really is. It's, it's-
1: it really is. If you think about it, it's everyone's covering up for each other in the back and they're, they're secretly uh, rearranging the people in the background that fucked up. Like, this guy's gone, right? Okay, because he did fuck up. Good riddance. But the public message is that everything was done to the letter and if we did it again, we would do it the same way. Even though in the background they know that they shouldn't have done it that way. It's disgusting.
0: And it brings it brings to mind this very Chernobyl esque sort of sentiment about and and but not just in in Hawaii because it was the same a few years ago in California. Mismanagement of the situation led to this tragedy, but then yeah, the media rolls in in Soviet fashion to cover for the elected officials. Yeah. And this all stems from, I mean, my belief in politics. I don't, I, I don't believe in politics. I don't believe in our politicians, not in the sense that they aren't real, but in the sense that they're actually performing the function that they were intended to perform. Because not only does nobody want the responsibility, but nobody wants to lose their job either. And. No, of course. The, the which is, I mean, kind of, it gives me pause to think that this guy, this guy resigned because he couldn't take the heat. No pun intended. He doesn't want it, well, to be the subject of an investigation.
1: I don't think the government wants him to be the subject of an investigation while he's in the government and 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 I I would expect that he was pushed rather than he jumped
0: well and isn't it isn't interesting isn't it interesting how resigning from your position will sort of take the heat off of you even even if there was wrongdoing even if you were to blame in some capacity yeah resigning like like all the guys at the FBI that uh either resigned or got fired because of the whole debacle with uh you know trying to frame Donald Trump for for Russian collusion nothing came with nothing came of that one guy got i think probation because he uh blatantly altered evidence he falsified a document to, perpe- to uh, perpetuate spying on on Donald Trump and, and the people around him. So they quit or got fired, and that sort of takes the pressure off. As if we're meant to believe, yeah. oh, he's not, you know, don't worry, he, he, he can't hurt anybody again. When yeah. actually the damage being done is by sending this message that says... You can do whatever you want as long as it helps the, quote, good guys. And the good guys in this instance are the left and the Democrats in this country. You can, like Hillary Clinton, she financed the entire Russia hoax. She claimed that the election was illegitimate. She went on whole media tours claiming this fact, and she committed all of these crimes that may or may not be crimes. But since she's not in elected office anymore, she's not a public official, we're supposed to take this position of indifference. But now Donald Trump is no longer the president he's he's running for re-election and he's being prosecuted and indicted for every single possible crime that he may have committed and the travesty there is that this is not how the justice system works in this country you don't dig through a man's life looking for a crime to prosecute you have to have cause you have to have probable cause now Donald Trump allegedly made these payments to a porn star that he had a sexual affair with in who knows who cares. Yeah. He came off the golf course. He was hanging out with a porn star while his wife was pregnant. They hooked up and it's disgusting and detestable. And it, it, it tells me right away, Donald Trump's not a good guy. I, I mean, who knows? People get drunk, do dumb things, make mistakes, whatever. I get drunk, do dumb things, make mistakes, never cheated on my wife. Not not something that's, that's part of my personality. It is part of Donald Trump's no. personality. You can't deny that.
1: No, yeah.
0: <coughs> Pardon me. I'm just gonna... But Donald Trump's not being indicted for cheating on his wife. In that no. capacity he's being indicted because uh, allegedly according to the district attorney in in Manhattan I think uh, Alvin Bragg he lied about what that payment was for in his business documents which is a misdemeanor. No big deal happens all the time. What this prosecutor in New York is claiming is that Donald Trump lied about this payment to this woman to cover up a greater crime which would make it a felony however this prosecutor hasn't mentioned what that other crime is and the evidence in this case is so weak that it's basically been suspended i think is the terminology that they use and and placed on the back burner because more indictments have come down. Uh, The United States Attorney General, Merrick Garland, corrupt bastard, appointed Jack Smith as a special counsel to investigate the federal crimes that happened on January 6th that they are somehow trying to blame on Donald Trump. Even though Donald Trump was trying to diffuse the situation in real time. And that's one of the reasons in the conspiracy community that Donald Trump was banned from Twitter to make it impossible for people to access this tweet. Shane, I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election and everyone knows it But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. (laughs) You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. So that was posted to his Twitter account at one point. And it's been taken down. I don't know if he or or some of his team deleted it, but it's gone now. And that was actually on January 6th as the riots were happening. And just some interesting facts. The violence actually broke out at the Capitol while Donald Trump was still giving his speech at the rally that was some distance from the Capitol. They had to walk something like eight or twelve blocks, or I'm—I'm I'm probably getting that wrong. But during this speech, he said, "I, I hear." Uh... <laughs> I'm very tempted to try to do a Donald Trump impression, but I'm—I'm I'm not going to. I'm, I... Come on, let's hear it. <laughs> let's hear it. Oh, I hear that some of us are marching to the Capitol to uh, peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. And I, you can't see me, but I, actually, I did. I actually think that's good. That's good. I, I like that. <laughs> it's bad. It's the worst. It's the worst you'll hear. Probably. I'm, <laughs> I'm told it's the worst Donald Trump impression that you'll ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was the speech peacefully and patriotically. Make your voices heard. Yet this special counsel, Jack Smith, is, is trying to erase all that from the memory of the American public and make it a crime, and prosecute Donald Trump as leading an insurrection. Continuing with the circus, Jack Smith is also trying to prosecute Donald Trump for these classified documents that were apparently in in his possession, which we've gone over ad nauseum. It's all in an effort to keep Donald Trump off of the ballot. Because it's not that, I mean, we're, we're, we're playing videos from January 6th, 2020. All of this information, all of these things that Trump did that they're going after him for, uh, this was all known two plus years ago. The only reason that it's coming down now is because the election is coming. The election is, is it's just a little over a year away and they can suppress Donald Trump's ability to campaign. They can try to keep him off the ballot. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing that the, the goal here, the idea is get a quick prosecution, blow Mm. it up in the, uh, in the media and get all of these blue States to, try to convince their population that it's legal for them to keep Donald Trump off of the ballot because of this constitutional amendment that was created after the Civil War to keep Confederate leaders from holding elected office. And, and you know, in theory, attempting to, to foment another uh, Civil War type situation. So the argument from Jack Smith is he led this insurrection. He's ineligible to hold office. Well, mm-hmm. the, the, the final and most recent indictment now is that Donald Trump tried to coerce the leadership in Georgia to basically hand him the election to help facilitate his fraud and and this is where all of the the RICO charges you know the the racketeering and and conspiracy charges are coming from because the people around him his lawyers they gave him they gave him legal advice and because they gave him legal advice they're now uh, according to these indictments party to the conspiracy mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and 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 basically they're, they're attempting to paint this picture that Donald Trump was the head of this criminal organization is complete ridiculousness. And it's, it's not against the law to question the results of elect of an election. It's not against the law to, to contest an election. It's, it's it's you're, you're allowed to petition your government to resolve your grievances. And this is what Donald Trump was doing. i mean, what what happens in the u k. when somebody thinks an election wasn't legitimate?
1: Uh, it's more of a formal process uh, than than it is a uh... so you apply to the election petitions office. Um, this is an office in London. Um, and basically you send an election, a petition, and an application to pay security for costs. So there's, it's a small fee that you have to pay, I think, for just just some admin work. No, nothing that would prevent you from really doing it. And uh, you then fill out a template, an election petition template, which is a Microsoft Word document. So uh, let's just have a look at it here. It's actually kind of cool. I get to see the process. Oh, right. Here we go. It's literally a one-pager. And it goes, in the High Court of Justice, Queen Bench Division, in the matter of the representation of the People Act, 1983, and in the matter of the parliamentary or local government election uh, held... Oh, yes. You fill out uh, what state or place it was and when the election was held. Uh... And you fill out like the petition of whatever the election was, um, and you have to write your personal details. That the petitioner is someone that uh, is a UK citizen, um, and it's essentially you're you're just going um, and just formally saying that I don't agree with this election result. I am this person that is a voter that I do exist. And then you send it off to the um, election petitions office, uh, which is an office designed just for uh, oversight of the electoral process. And then you send it. You send it to them via post or you can hand deliver it. Uh, And then they
0: send the constables around to arrest you and throw you in jail for questioning the results of an election, (laughs) right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but what kind of election is it? Oh, wow. What kind of election is it if you can't question the results? Sure, is it really an election?
1: Not really. What, like, but there's a whole like you actually go to a hearing and a trial for it,
0: and that's one of the things that that got widely covered up in the media. They all they all were. Uh, reporting that that there were 60 different lawsuits for the election contest and and uh they were all they were all dismissed and and you know it didn't it didn't get anywhere what they don't tell you is that Donald Trump only really pushed one election contest in Georgia oh really and they broke the law in Georgia by not hearing Donald Trump's case. And this is all going to come out in 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 this Georgia hearing. Well, it should if it's going to be a fair trial and I I don't want to end on a black pill. Damn yep. it. <clears throat> but my opinion on on what's going to happen is is not very optimistic. I I think what's likely to happen because of the corruption in the Justice Department, because of these partisan judges, and because of the partisan lawyers' ability to assemble a partisan jury, it will be ruled that Donald Trump can't bring any of this evidence into, you know, it, this material won't be allowed into evidence. He won't be able to bring it up. And it'll be another show trial, like the, the January 6th kangaroo court that sentenced so many of the the non non nonviolent protesters, people that just simply wandered into the Capitol building. It will become, it'll become similar to that where you're not allowed to present a defense. And this happens. This happens. This, this, I, I have personal experience with this sort of way of, of, uh, you know, handing out justice where the the justice that is served is not any doesn't doesn't resemble any kind of justice at all because you're not allowed to present your entire defense. And I think Donald Trump because they they, they had to know in Georgia when this when this corrupt prosecutor Fannie Willis and what what kind of a name is that? What's Fannie is is slang in the UK for what?
1: A vagina. Ha ha
0: ha! A vagina. And I think it's actually pronounced Fanny, but you know what? We're not going to call her Fonny on this podcast. Her name is so Fanny. We're
1: calling her Fanny.
0: Fanny Willis had to have known. I mean, is she that dumb? She's been coordinating with the special prosecutor, even though she denies that she's been uh, coordinating with the special prosecutor. She was asked in an interview. Have you dealt with Jack Smith and, and you know discussed any of these? And she goes, I'm not going to discuss my investigation, which is a synonym for what? Yes. Yes, I did coordinate with the special prosecutor. <coughs> the point being, she had to know that Donald Trump would try to present all of this evidence of, of the fraud in the election, mm-hmm. which does exist. Well, we'll uh, let's let's present it on another podcast. Uh, not only, not only was there fraud in Georgia, but there was also fraud in Michigan. That's been admitted to by the attorney general in Michigan, Dana Nessel, that 8,000 to 10,000 voter registrations that they received were fraudulent. And that's the game. All of this stuff about the dominion voting machines and the secret service, uh, secret servers in, in Germany and, and elsewhere was all red herrings planted by by deep state officials within these organizations to send them looking in places where there was no fraud for the explicit reason of just distracting and 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 wasting time while they ran out the clock because none of these things you you will never be able to prove that an unconstitutional vote was cast in Georgia because the clock has expired and all of that evidence can now legally be destroyed. And you better believe it's been destroyed. And this is what I think connects to the, the classified documents case. I think, I hope that Donald Trump actually possesses evidence of this election fraud. And if that's the case, he damn sure isn't going to be able to present any of this evidence in any of his hearings. But the indictments have happened. He's been arrested and uh, his bail was set at $200,000, which I'm pretty sure he
1: keeps in his sock. So I'm surprised it's so low. I'm surprised they didn't didn't make him a flight risk. I'm surprised that, yes, exactly.
0: I'm surprised that he hasn't been jailed. And, I mean, I, I, I wish I could send him a text message and tell him, don't give yourself over to these people. Like it doesn't, it, it, it's essentially our government is now in the control of a worldwide criminal organization and they are uh, conducting a massive cover up because they know what happens yeah. if they get caught and it's nothing good.
1: I think there is a a that there is one good thing that if you're a Trump supporter you should rely on and that is even with the democrats and even with the prosecution's best efforts uh 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 a process like this takes an incredibly long time. <laughs> yeah, due to the pure bureaucratic nature of these things. And so actually there is some solace in the fact that the American legal system is so complicated and so bureaucratic that we're only a year away from the elections and they've only just served the indictments. Yeah, the the chances that they will get like a formal conviction or some kind of uh conclusion to this by the election is laughable. Uh it really is laughable. These cases are massive. They they might take five years minimum
0: yeah, to go and, through. And I've heard some uh it was quoted yesterday that there are uh eleven million documents to go through.
1: Yeah, it's outrageous, right? Like and so actually, you know, I think what people should be should be looking at is if Donald Trump wins, right, what does he do then? Does he pardon himself? Does he pardon himself because he knows he's guilty? Does he pardon himself because he knows he's not guilty and doesn't want any recourse from people that want to make like make him look like he's guilty? Uh, what if he loses? If he loses, he's really fucked because then he's at the behest of, you know, the legal system and how fair that is. So I think Trump really has to win. If he doesn't win, I think he's fucked.
0: Yeah, I'm, unfortunately, I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic on the, on the whole situation, just because these, these criminals are willing to do whatever they have to do to keep themselves out of trouble. And I believe that they would send this country into a civil war to stop that from happening. And, and I mean, and anything less is just that, less. They would yeah. be willing to do less, but they would also be willing to do more, far more.
1: And that's uh, yeah, just, why I just to maintain just to maintain the state, the status quo, you know?
0: Yeah, I, well, I don't I don't believe that anyone has any anyone that isn't hopelessly corrupt, I believe, doesn't have the courage to blow the whistle. I mean, yeah. these these whistleblowers in this this Hunter Biden tax case, they were blowing the whistle on the IRS you know, the, the tax collection agency in our country, they were blowing the whistle and saying, hey, this guy's not paying his taxes and you should be investigating. Joe Biden's Justice Department now wants to uh, prosecute those whistleblowers. And it's all sending a message
1: that if- oh, What is it with the Democrats and trying to prosecute whistleblowers? Oh, dude. They fucking love doing that. It's it's sending a message. It's all sending a
0: message. If If you try to stop us- we're going to wreck yeah. you. We're going to ruin your life. Yep. And, and that's, that's what this is, because everybody's saying that, that all of these charges are incredibly weak. They're all relying on mm-hmm. statutes that are hundreds of years old that don't even apply to this situation. They, and, and if they do apply to the situation, they don't apply to the president. They apply to others, to the president's subordinates. And and the, the one thing specifically, and this is a perspective that I've, I've probably brought up, but I don't hear people, uh, uh, any, any other pundits bring up on their shows. In regards to the, the payment to Stormy Daniels, there is a, a, a letter or an email that says, Michael Cohen, Trump's lawyer at the time, paid Stormy Daniels himself with no prompts from Donald Trump. So to Donald Trump, it actually was just legal expense. And he had no knowledge that it happened. Now, I don't know if I believe that. But all of these cases are based on proving state of mind. And what the prosecution is hoping for is that they will get a sympathetic jury, a jury that's sympathetic to the prosecution, a sympathetic judge, and that they'll be able to rush an indictment to get Trump off of the ballot. While Trump appeals to, you know, uh, the appellate courts and then to the Supreme Court, and like you say, this trial itself is going to take years. So, how can we expect an appeal to be accomplished in ten months? Hell no, it's it's not going to happen. That's why I mean, no, it, it's it's. But my hope is in Georgia and And I maintain a little bit of hope for Georgia, because how can they claim so what what they're claiming in Georgia is that he knew that the election wasn't really stolen. He knew that the integrity of the election was good. He knew that he actually lost. And the conspiracy came from. Trying to coerce elected officials, trying to uh, you know set up meetings with secretaries of state. They're, they're they're criminalizing all these things, everything that happened with Donald Trump and his team to question and dispute the results of the election. They're saying all of that was a crime. If that's the case, how are they going to be able to deny the defense? the ability to present this evidence that shows all of this fraud taking place. So whether the fraud was actually fraud or not is immaterial to the fact that it appeared to Donald Trump that it was legitimate. And this set Donald Trump's mind to the idea that the election was indeed fraudulent. So this could potentially be a really great thing for the United States because they'll be able to see all of this fraud that happened in real time. They'll learn that the, the Georgian officials broke the law by not hearing his case and then dismissing it after January 6th. I have hope for that. And I'm not letting any pessimism ruin it. And with that, we've gone over our time. I'm going to be late for work. No, probably not. (laughs) But do you have any final words, sir?
1: Uh, no, just, uh, you know, always listen to the people that have nothing to lose. Uh, and just keep it real. That's right. Thank you very
0: much for listening. Please follow us on social media. I am uh, at earth on Twitter. Please follow me. I can't figure out. We'll, we'll maybe have to talk about a little bit of a little bit of this next week. I can't figure out. Well, I think I may have actually figured out why. I am so shadow banned on Twitter, but we will get into that another day.
1: Good thing. Sounds good. See you soon.
0: Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back.